Now, beloved, I have a problem with Jewish people. And it is not because I'm hateful of Jewish people, not at all. But I have a problem because I am declaring to the world that they are not the chosen people of God. Listen. Listen. I am declaring to the world that you, the black people of America and the Western Hemisphere, are the lost, the rejected, the despised, the prodigal son, the lost sheep, the God's people. You are the people of God. Now, this is not a problem of anti-Semitism. This is a problem of theological viewpoint. Now, I will argue with any Jewish scholar, come on out of hiding. Don't stand behind the Negroes that you taught in theological cemetery school. No, no. You come out yourself and bring your arguments with you. You know that you cannot defend yourself. Not with truth. I got the books on you. The best thing you can do is tell the people, I'm a hater, I'm a bigot, I'm an anti-Semite. Now you all listen to me tonight for the next few minutes and you judge me for yourself. Here's what I'm saying. I am saying, dear Christians, that black people didn't accidentally come into America. It was by divine fulfillment of prophecy that we are here. I am saying from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad that our slavery and suffering in America was not because God hated us. I am saying this was to fulfill a divine purpose that is bigger than our suffering. Hear me now. In the book of Genesis, the 15th chapter, the 13th, 14th, and 15th verses, God says to Abraham, know of a surety, Abraham, your seed will be a stranger in a land that is not theirs. And they shall serve them and they shall afflict them 400 years. But after that time, I will come and I will judge that nation which they shall serve and afterwards shall they come out with great substance. Now, I didn't write the book. I just read it. Now, I only challenge the Jewish scholars. That's all. It's an intellectual thing. It's not violence. 
I just challenge the Jewish scholars, show me the history of your suffering in Egypt for 400 years. I know you can't show it to me. That's all I'm saying. It's not violence. It's not anti-Semitism. It's a theological argument. That picture of Moses and the children of Israel in bondage under a wicked king named Pharaoh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us, and I believe it with all my heart, that it is a prophetic, symbolic picture of a people who in the last days of the world would be brought out of their native land and people into a strange land to suffer and be afflicted for 400 years. Now the Jews say that is themselves biblically and we know historically that John Hawkins, an English slave trader, brought our fathers into America in the year 1555 on a ship named Jesus. Now, the Congressional Library in Washington bears witness that our first fathers that came to America, they were not animists. They were not people of strange religion. They believed in one God. Many of them were Muslims. They said, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. Ashhadu an Muhammad and Rasulullah. And the wise slave masters and slave makers in America, knowing that Islam brings out the militant propensities of the black man. They did not want Islam among the slaves. So any Muslim was separated from other religious believers and they were killed. This is history. And it is true. From 1555 to 1955 is how many years? 400 years. Let me ask you, are we in a strange land among strange people? Have we been afflicted in this strange land every day, every week, every hour, every year of our being here? Can you imagine the governor calling me a bigot? <laughs> Mr. Duke Magian. <laughs> I hope you are not as ill-informed about state matters as you are about me. I think we need a change of governor. Maybe we would do better with Mr. Bradley. Just be strong, Mr. Bradley. 
this be strong. The governorship is not salvation. And don't sell your soul. For nothing that white folk offer you that compromises your dignity as a man. Let me say this to all of you. Now, 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 now. This is your Bible. I'm talking out of now. Remember Jesus when they took him up on the mountain and showed him the cities and said, bow down to me and I will give you all of that. Jesus was strong, wasn't he? What did he say? Get thee behind me, Satan. Let me say this, beloved. You can't offer me Los Angeles. You can't offer me California. You can't offer me any states to make me compromise what I am. Because if I stay with God, I'm going to get it all anyway. You know, a black man will never be free until he wants liberty more than anything else. More than money, more than power, more than fame. When he says, I want to be free, give me liberty or give me death, we'll be free overnight, black brother. 400 years. Now it's 1985. And according to the book of Exodus, it was in the 430th year of the sojourn of the children of Israel that they went out from Egypt. From 1555 to 1985 is how many years? 430 years. 430 years. You know what that means? That means it's time, it's time for black people to make their exodus. Listen to me good, black brother and sister. What do you mean, Farrakhan, make an exodus? Are you saying we should get out of America and go back to Africa? The word exodus means a mass departure, a starting point, a point of embarkation you can't get out except there's a way out so Jesus said I am the way I am the truth I am the light I am the door what was he talking about he was talking about a way out of a terrible situation and a way into a better situation a mass Exodus. Now look, do you know why you are all sitting here tonight with all this propaganda? Look, brothers and sisters, and look, press. Listen, let me just tell you something. No, 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 no. This is not disrespectful of the press. But look, press. 
I mean, the stuff that you have laid on fire company, I mean, would have frightened anybody, run them out of town, made them afraid to show their face, right? I want you to look at Brother Farrakhan real good. See how good I look? Look. I'm 52 years old, soon be 53. With nine children and 15 grandchildren. And I didn't get this way by hating. I didn't get this way from bigotry. I got this way from living in harmony with the will of God and with his creation. Now I'm going to ask you, can't you see that with all you put on me and the people are here, that your stuff don't work no more? on the minds of the masses of black people, then that means that the exodus has already begun. Now hold it. Let me say this. To all black politicians and black leaders, you would make a grave mistake to side with those who have lost power over the masses. If you side with the masses, you through. I mean, if you side with the enemy, you're through. If you stand with the masses, you got a future. Your boss don't have no control over this. Boss is through. You understand what I'm saying? He's finished. All right, now. Y'all got a few more minutes? Look, beloved, you are beginning an exodus. That exodus doesn't necessarily mean jump up out of America and go to Africa or any place else, but it does mean that we must come out of a debilitating self-hatred we must make an exodus out of dependency on others. We must make an exodus out of fear. We must make an exodus out of all of those things that bind us to the slave master in a slave position. Listen, listen. Now there have been many solutions offered to the problems that face black people. George Washington feared that blacks would become a most troublesome species of property before too many years had passed over our heads. And Thomas Jefferson believed that there were indelible lines in nature that forbade black and white from getting along together in terms of social equality. Abraham Lincoln believed that as long as we were present in America, we could never hope for social equality and that blacks suffer from being in America and whites suffer from our very presence. And therefore, Mr. Lincoln felt that the two people, black and white, should be separated. His first White House conference with black leaders was based on the question of separation. Mr. Lincoln desired that blacks be resettled either in Africa or in Central America. Mr. Lincoln felt 
that if we returned to Africa with the knowledge that we had gained from our sojourn in America, we could be a blessing to the entire continent of Africa. That's what Mr. Lincoln felt. Now, many black leaders have emerged since then to offer solutions. Booker T. Washington believed that blacks should be trained to develop skills and trades, that we might drop our buckets down where we are. W.E.B. Du Bois believed in the talented 10th concept, that black people should develop skills in science and literature, mathematics and language. So among these two arose a great debate. And later came the Honorable Marcus Garvey. Marcus Garvey... Marcus Garvey developed the strongest mass movement of black people in our history. And his cry was, Africa for the Africans at home and abroad. Mr. Garvey desired to see blacks return to Africa. Then came the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, my leader, teacher, and guide, who advocated that blacks should be separated in a state or territory of our own, either here or elsewhere, and that America should take care of us in that separate state or territory for the next 20 to 25 years until we were able to go for ourselves. Now, since we have reached the time in history that we must make an exodus, brothers and sisters, it is important that we know what kind of exodus we must make. We have got to come out of the values, the norms, the way of our former slave masters. That's not hate. But you just must not be a carbon copy of your slave master anymore. In order to be respected, you must be yourself. Listen. Can't you see, brothers and sisters, that God is gradually bringing us out from under the authority of our former slave masters and their children? This is manifested in our babies' unwillingness to go along with their teachers of education, religion, politics, and law. Why is it that no matter what you do, you can't seem to get control of the young black minds? The young blacks cannot be controlled by education and politics and religion, so drugs is flooding the black community to keep the young black mind in check. Huh? Look at it. We see a breakdown of order and discipline in the schools, in the homes, in the church, in the society. This is because it is time that black people come out from under white authority. Now, 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 listen to me. Listen, it's not hate. You just are not a slave anymore. So you must stop thinking and acting like an inferior person. Hear me well, listen. We have got to come out 
of the spirit of depending on others to do for us what we must do for ourselves. You cannot say you're a free man and then do not want the responsibility of freedom. You can't say you're equal to white people and they're feeding us, clothing us, sheltering us, making jobs for us. You can't go around saying to them, you, you, you white people don't give us a good image on the television. Uh, uh, I don't like the way you portray us. You should be recognizing that they are not going to portray you. You must portray yourself in a better life. That's your responsibility and not theirs. Now look, we must recognize that God is after us today to build a new kind of world, a new kind of society. So God himself is breaking the ties that bind you to your slave master. They say Farrakhan is preaching divisiveness. No, I'm preaching to black people that black people must do for themselves. You don't like that because you always want to see black people groveling at your feet. Now, if you want to stay at the feet of white people, brothers and sisters, that's up to you. But I can tell you, you will be a loser all the way down the line. Your children will rise up and condemn you. You must get up from the foot of your master and say, I am a free man. I will take my life into my own hands. You must do this. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.